It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. And there it is. Sutton United at the GM Foxhall Conference have put down first division Coventry City. Winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never won like this. But the whistle goes down. Delight for Sutton United. Sutton United from the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the first time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. Brilliantly, just to set the scene for the uh, episode, the intro sounds like it glitched out there at certain points and the couple of the guests are also glitching out. So it's it's going to go really, really swimmingly, but um, I have got a very clear as a bell, Claire. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hi, yeah. I'm all right. You okay? <laughs> Yeah, very well. You could have really wound me up there and just gone, hey, eh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That would have made me cry. <laughs> I should have done that. And if I'd been you, that is exactly what I would have done. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. I felt like doing it myself, to be honest with yeah. you. But hey. um, so we may be joined again in a second with Paul and Josh. Um, maybe not. Maybe it'll, it'll be all on you. So I hope you've made copious amounts of notes. I'm sure. I'm sure you have. It's all on his post-it. Um, <laughs> perfect. So we can start off talking about um, what seemed like a huge, huge win yesterday. Um, we, we spoke actually earlier at the women's game, by the way. Wasn't that a great game? That was a great yeah. game. Well uh, done, women. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, two one down at one stage and pulled it back to 2-2 two, two for half-time and then um, they managed to sort of set up, absolutely dominate. Um, we have got Paul. Hello, Paul. Hi, guys. All right. 
Yay, excellent. <laughs> so it's not all on you, Claire. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, brilliant. And some, some great goals. Um, don't seem to be a bit of argy bargy. And loads and loads of um, people are recognised. So it was nice to be proud. I don't think Tim actually told us how much he counted up to in this window. 128, he said. Excellent. Wonderful. I was listening. Wonderful. Yeah, but that's, that's only as he got round to us. I don't know if he got round any further. Well, he, when he got to us, it was 128. Yeah, 128. We Excellent. Well, that is really good. Um, keep going, because I keep saying Dulwich had 400. So I'm sulking about that. We'll, we'll, we'll beat that one day. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, 5-2 and um, first time back at home for ages. So fantastic. Well done, ladies. And um, Gabby, if you are listening, that header was appalling. Um, <laughs> love her, really. <laughs> um, but yes, the, the the match yesterday, on paper, we, built a we beat a team that are struggling. Mm -hmm. um, yes, they, they haven't won at home in ages. And they are struggling, and some of their fans are really worried about really dropping all the way down. But it felt like a really, really big win. Um, I'm not sure that's not just because of the atmosphere. I'm sure it's because of our recent run. But what, what, what did you feel about just not the match necessarily, just the overall feel of it? I think that I, I think maybe it felt bigger as a win than it would have done had we been coming off the back of you know a run of form where we've been kind of you know, consistently winning. I think it just felt really like almost a bit of a sigh of relief in some kind of way to me that it was like, do you know what, right, that's done. Uh, let's move forward and, and crack on now. And I think like, hopefully that's the the turning of a corner. I mean, their form hasn't been great. So on one hand, you kind of think to yourself like, well, if we can't beat them, then maybe we've got a bit of trouble. But then, you know, we hadn't won in what, five? So yeah. Yeah, you can't really compare yourself. Um, but yeah, I think it just it felt huge. Um yeah. and the the relief when that um that final whistle went um was very, very welcome. I felt very stressed all afternoon. Did not care for it. <laughs> I, I just one little not correction, but change of what you said. Based on how Matt was at the end and come over, it wasn't a sigh of relief. It was more raw. No, 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 no. It was a raw. Yeah, absolutely. It was absolutely amazing. Um, Paul, I know you're there with a the boy. Was that his second away day? <laughs> no, we've done a few. We've done a few. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. T uh, two massive moments, wasn't it, really? One away from the season and the uh, and the Thames link ran on time and actually... Uh, uh, not only ran, but ran on time. So two miracles in one day, a win away from win away from home. But uh, it felt like a massive six-pointer. If you can have a six-pointer in October when teams aren't mm. at the bottom, but it did have that sense that if you lost that one, then it, it would feel as though we were, we were at the mucky end quite early on. Um, and as you say, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the management, they play down, obviously, the momentum factor and things like that, don't they? But when Matt came over, you could see that was a massive relief to him, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and you know, and, and playing with the squad we did, um, it was, uh, it uh, you know, it was a great win, wasn't it? But as you say, the as you, the caveats there, isn't it? I don't know. I think they played about forty games and won five. Um, I, I went to a ground hop. I went to Wimbledon last year, and uh, they, they are on a proper spiral. They didn't look mm -hmm. good uh, last year either when we went to that game. So um, yeah, they're in a bit of, spot of bother, aren't they? But um, anyway, yeah. that's about them. Great yeah. win for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not it, that wasn't meant to take anything away. Obviously, it's just 
it, on paper, it's like, well, yeah. all we've done is beat Wimbledon. But yeah. actually, it was just a, a big, big moment. And yeah, we were probably celebrating a little bit much, but it's I think you also have to corner. say, Paul, Paul touched on it there, like, we had nine people out injured yesterday, like, to, <laughs> to kind of look at that beforehand and go, oh, okay, that's quite significant. Um, that plays a massive factor in, in how you feel yeah. afterwards as well. I, I did, when the team sheet came out, I think my tweet was oof, because <laughs> one centre-back, yes, I know Joe can play there, but we had a, a, a winger playing at right-back. Um, just Yeah, it was, it just felt like, oh God, we we, can, we need to get away with one here today. Yeah. Um, I did say before, and I, I thought it was going to be a very dull 1-1 draw. Um, but as as with time was ticking away, I was like, if they score, it's going to feel awful. <laughs> it's going to feel really, really bad. Um, but what, what were your thoughts when the team came out? What was were you, were you sort of anyway optimistic, or were you a little bit worried? We'll start with you, Paul, this time. Yeah, like you, Mike. You know, I mean, it's that's you know when you when you've got when you've got uh, Enzio. At, no, yeah, don't no disrespect to any of the lads, but they're playing out of position there, aren't they? You've got Enzio on the right hand side. You've got Joe. I know can Joe can do a bit at centre back, but he's still out of position. When you've got Dundo lining up uh, and running running on the up and down the sideline, you know you're uh, you know you're in oof territory, aren't you? <laughs> it was yeah. It, it looked a worry. It looked a worry, but um, I, I think. That first five minutes they came out, they, you could see the intensity was there. They were up for it. And actually, the way they were knocking it around, it felt like in some of the games we've seen, I think that it looked like we're missing a, that, that click where it all comes together. But the passing looked good. It looked like they knew where each other were. You know, it wasn't a classic, was it? But it was. Um, but in terms of a team performance and, uh, and just how much they were up for it against that backdrop of... Players playing out of position and and actually not playing much with each other with some of the players yeah. bring in and things. I think, uh, um, yeah, no, it was a, it was it was all good stuff. But yeah, when that initial um, uh, lineup came out, you did worry a bit. Yeah. Claire, no, I think I probably echo all of that. I think as soon as you uh, as you see Dundo's name on the subs bench, I think you just have we've got to this point now right okay and there's still part of me and I know I'm not alone there's a big uh there's a big group of us who when they see uh the name appear on the on the bench they think oh just bring him on go on, go on. like uh, I'm absolutely uh willing him to come on and score some absolute worldy um but it hasn't happened yet but I fully expect it to I really really do um but yeah I think you kind of knew what was coming in a in a in a sense of knowing how many people were, were up against um, it yeah. were up against it, exactly so yeah, yeah i was um i that was pretending to be optimistic but you know that's not my natural default position <laughs> i that was possibly my one um negative i was i was really wanting dumbo to come on just just you know just for the, come on bring, bring the old boy on it's and it's wasn't, wasn't he about to come on i think was he we were just so far away from everything. Well, we were close to the pitch. We were really close to the pitch. Yeah. Far away from everything. But, mm -hmm. um, but talk about the atmosphere. I mean, yes, I know there's been some whinges from Wimbledon fans, um, but um, it it was cracking. It was it was positive. Um, just the whole time, it was just died from before the, the, the whistle went. I know there were some VIPs and some people they were introducing. I couldn't hear a word of it. Um, I even did try to listen to it on iFollow this morning. I've listened to because some of the Wimbledon fans were saying that, oh, 1,200 of you, we didn't hear you. 
There must be something about the way that their ground is built, in which case that the acoustics just don't follow. Yeah. Because somebody mentioned that they were making an, a lot of noise and I didn't hear a peep from their end at yeah. all. Yeah. And we barely stopped. Um, so there must be something about the way that the noise gets trapped that it just mm. doesn't flow around. But yeah, I mean, the atmosphere was something pretty impressive. It was, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I went to Wimbledon, Cambridge last year, as I mentioned, and it was virtually a sellout. And I was at the Wimbledon end and it was absolutely rocking. It sounded like it and you could hardly hear the Cambridge guy. So I think I think you're right. It's um, it's something about that, something about the ground. It's a shame because it's quite a nice ground, isn't it? But it just doesn't yeah. sound in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you couldn't hear us, I mean, that was it was absolutely rocking, wasn't it? But a full yeah. 90, 95, wasn't it? Absolutely, and Claire, you you have used some data for that because you've got your little phone or your watch that told you the what was it? I, I, you know, I'm not the only one. I could hear other people <laughs> talking about it around me. They've done an update on the Apple Watch because I'm an absolute Apple slave, and if it gets loud now, you get an alert that tells you how loud it is. So there were several points yesterday where my watch said uh, it's over 100 decibels. Like if you don't move in the next 10 minutes, you're going to damage your hearing, which I just found quite amusing. <laughs> That's brilliant. The NFL are obsessed by that, telling you how loud the crowd is by decibels. And they always tell you it's louder than an aeroplane, which I think is around 100, isn't it? So we were louder is than it? an aeroplane. We need that. That's the kind of stuff we need. Yeah. Um, so as the game wore on, um, they, they had a little spell. Um, I think first of the 10, 15 minutes, they, 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 there was a little bit, oh, God, we're under it here. I think Lewis made a couple of good saves. Um, the one in particular was excellent. Um, but then we had the the magic foul goal. Um, I, there, there was I, they, they put the, the goal cam behind the goal, and I know it's UFT um, put it out earlier, and I, I literally just took it and slowed it down. So their complaints were that we fouled the goalkeeper, which then changed into we pushed their player into the goalkeeper which is now really, really funny because they're still sticking with this. And Joe has somehow got in front of their defender and managed to push their defender in the back into the goalkeeper at the same time. Um... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? I understand the frustration and I get that if you think that you've been, you know, we've all been in those situations where a goal's got, gone in and, and you feel wronged in some way. I've watched it so many times. Like at the time, granted it's down the other end, so you're not really seeing it all that clearly. It looked like their guy uh, went in, uh, in into Nick. Um, and having watched it back, I feel absolutely like steadfast that that's what happened. There's no way that Kizzy pushed him. He's in front of him. Like for a manager to go on national television and say that uh, that Joe pushed him yeah. is quite frankly laughable. Like that guy yeah. really needs to get his eyes tested. Um, and I will stand by that to anyone who wants to come and talk to me about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, I saw some calls for uh, the input of VAR in League Two, which was... Uh, shameful in um, fairness and... i think that was tongue-in-cheek I, I do think that was tongue-in-cheek <laughs> my favorite tweet that i saw last night because i was just scrolling through our mentions and uh, someone had tweeted well sutton united are pure evil and i was like i think that's a bit extreme <laughs> 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 a bit much and <laughs> um, yeah I, I i watched it in the first kind of viewing you you, you do kind of think um 
this is the kind of thing that a goal uh, that refs disallowed because the goalkeeper's been touched. I think there's been a rule change where they, they're not protecting the keepers. Obviously, you can't charge them into the net or anything, but um, I think there is something that's changed ever so slightly on that. Um, but then watching it back, I was like, well, yeah, I think it possibly was a foul, but I think it was a foul our way because Joe looked like he was being manhandled. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just stronger than their defender. I, incidentally, I think we should have done on some of the corners because their player was leaning right into, I think, Donovan. Uh, on one thing, and I'm just thinking, well, Donovan, if you just take a step back, their player's going to fall over because he's literally leaning right into it. Um, but yeah, it's great goal. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was inconclusive from all the angles I saw, except the last one, which was your one that you slowed down, Mike. I think that one does actually show that the uh, ball is in our court, and it, and it, it was uh, and it's more of a goal. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean. Uh, nice to catch a break now and again, isn't it? I mean, when you know, I mean, you've, I mean, I know, as, as you say, there's some unconscious bias knocking around in there, but but the amount of times we've come off thinking we just didn't get the rub of the green, mm-hmm. they think, uh, you know, I think we do have a reputation of being a bit rough and tumble or certainly tough, and I don't think we get the breaks. I don't think Omar gets a break uh, any game at all. I mean, you know, he plays he plays the way he plays, but he just doesn't catch a break. He he did yesterday, in fairness. Yeah, because just as he was about to be substituted, he did. He he had a yellow already, and he did just literally push the bloke over. And the ref was like, "You're being subbed, so we'll just go." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. On the ref, we've had him before, and we certainly didn't like him as much other times. Um, but he did all right yesterday. I three thought, out of ten. To be fair, like. I like to think I'm reasonably objective. And I thought that he had a pretty good game. I felt he was reasonably consistent. I get that um, they're frustrated. And I, had, I mean, I have a mate who's an AFC Wimbledon fan who texted me during the game and said, how much does it cost you to buy a ref these days? Um, which I found laughable. But, like, I mean, he turned a blind eye to a lot of things they were doing. They're 33, cannot take a throw in to save his life. Every single time, foul throw every single time like that's basics and the ref mm. did nothing so i i think it cuts both ways mm. yeah and you know they can moan as much as they like about, about the goal but um that those say their second half stats there you know no shots on target off target down very little possession i mean they, they just had no cutting edge did they so mm. i think they should be looking elsewhere rather than a, some referee absolutely against an ishman league team is, <laughs> as we were described <laughs> Which I'm going to be, I'm going to pull them up a little bit because I think they've been a non-league team for half their existence, and I think three or four of those years were in the Eastern League. So let's let's work out the percentages here. Um, but yeah, second half we thought we were going to be under the cosh a little bit, but actually we had the better of the chances, and I think Will had a couple. There was this one moment for about two minutes, three minutes, where none of our players seemed to want to shoot. And they were just literally ping-ponging it across. Um, but, yeah, Tam Tope came on. <laughs> nearly, nearly scored with his first touch. That would have just sent everyone absolutely insane. I did. I, I bumped into him this morning and I did kind of say, so why was it you were out taking all the plaudits at the end of the match when you've only been on for like five minutes? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, great performance. It felt... It, as I said, it felt more than it probably really was, but it's one of those moments. I think you said it to me earlier, Claire. It felt like 
it's a, a turning point, hopefully. Um, it felt one of those games um, that something's going to be built on and yeah. um, our season starts now. We've only got 11 more wins to go. And Absolutely. We've got the 50 points. Come on. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> mentioned 50 points for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but we need to ask you, and it's going to be quite hard. It's going to be harder than recent weeks where we struggled to find um, people. Now we're going to whittle it down to just four player of the days. So watch me do my dance. I'm the player of the day. day, day. Let's clarify that's not me singing. This time, that is not me. <laughs> oh, that, was that is not me. That's some weird New Zealand, if they're listening, brilliant New Zealand rap man. Um, <laughs> so if, if you've picked it up on any kind of algorithms, you're wonderful and don't don't sue me. Um, who, who do we reckon? It's, it, honestly, I could build a case for pretty much every single player on that pitch. So getting it down to four, good luck, guys. <laughs> Well, I could, uh, shall I go? I could, uh, um, I'm going to arbitrarily put the criteria in and someone that uh, played out of position. So I'll go, um, as you say, you can build a case for all of them, can't you, really? So I'll go with uh, Joe as uh, one of them. Joe, okay. Lovely. Claire, let's go with your first choice. I mean, uh, Joe was on my list as well. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to say Omar um, because I just felt Uh like there was a point yesterday where, he was just everywhere and um i just felt like he really st- stepped up um in a few games recently i've kind of been a little bit like oh where's he gone but actually he was he yeah. put in a serious shift yesterday as did everybody else but yeah yeah he was one of those proper defending from the front leading from the front yeah. um excellent paul gives you second choice uh, yeah, so criteria. Then I'll go with Enzio. Stick him in there. Although he didn't have, have too much to do, I didn't think. But when he did do some, what he needed to do, he did oh, well. No, there was there was certainly one in the first half where I think he ended up covering almost the left back position, running right across the goal to clear it. Um, but, yeah, he made the yeah, game really yeah. well, didn't he? Yeah. Especially, no, I don't know how much he's played there, but um, no, he, yeah. was he said they did talk him through it a lot. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, he, he, immense he was. And Claire, go on the fourth and final. Can I say Eastie? Eastie, excellent. Yeah, anyone who's not mentioned, honestly, could have been anyone. Adam, it could have been Adam, anyone, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Adam had another great game. Did what he had to do. Lewis made some great saves. Mm. Kobe, honestly, sitting that close to the pitch and seeing Kobe defend. <laughs> was like he's scaring me <laughs> um he was just everyone brilliant um, yeah. all across the board will was great um josh was great just would like josh now to once he's beaten his players to start running in the box because they will be terrified to even put a foot near him hmm. because um, they'll, they'll foul him yeah um, did we I, I thought did you think we got an insight with donovan back do you think we got a real insight there what we missed over the last three games I did say a couple of weeks ago, I think one of the best things that's happened to Donovan was being suspended yeah. because people have now realised what he actually brings in to the side. Yeah. Or like, yes, he's a striker and he should be scoring goals. But if it weren't for Nick, I mean, how did we train Nick so well, by the way? Um, if it weren't for Nick, 
we, he, I think he made a cracking save again with for Donovan in the first half. First which I'm half. not sure that we could see properly, but it was on the, the highlights. Or Replay. Which, Donovan didn't do anything wrong, did he? It was just a good save. It's a great yeah. save. Yeah. Um, but the um, we just move the door out of the way there. <laughs> I'll get told off now. The missus is on, on this um, guest appearance. Yeah, <laughs> she was delighted again. Um, but yeah, I think I think him being suspended was um, not great for the team, but for him, people realised exactly what what he does for us. Um, but yeah, I will I will remember to put that in there. And we'll have a little vote. I'm sure lots of people have lots of opinions to say, well, why isn't so-and-so in it? Why isn't so-and-so in it? But I only do four, so we can't do everyone. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Something a little bit different now. Um, I didn't realise, but um, it, again, perfect timing with everything that falls into place in the podcast. It was World Mental Health Day at the start of this week, and um, I'd already arranged this interview. Maybe he knew, but I didn't. Um, but joining me now is Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? How you doing? Quite nice to finally uh, talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. We exchanged a few emails a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. So just introduce yourself let people know kind of what it is you do and and um why it is that we, we're talking about men's mental health yeah so basically uh september 2020 i started a men's walk and talk group in uh southwark um uh, where i'm originally from um and with a view of just trying to make a little bit of a difference within uh, my community around around in southwark um i had one lad turn up to the very first walk that i had done um and then after that we posted a picture up on local social media group and this um it's just grown going from there we're in there in seven boroughs 200 plus lads um and launching new ones all the time so everywhere we go there seems to be a need for it so as long as that keeps happening i'll keep making them it's unfortunate we have to have them but it's uh it's great that um people yeah. get a lot out of it yeah i mean it I'm vaguely remembering, um, obviously I'm an old git, so memory's a bit shot, but I vaguely remember that this getting some traction on a couple different social media sites, and um, it was just literally, it was around lockdown as well, um, mm. and it was just the chance, because obviously we couldn't just pop down the pub to our mates, um, so it was just a chance to yeah. kind of get around. So it's walk and talk is what you um, sort of describe it as, and it's yeah. just mainly a little bit for us just to have a little wander along get out in the fresh air and yeah. um sort of engage with other people i mean do i have to come along and, and and bear my soul and tell you all my problems or no definitely not this is one of the i think uh, this is one of the things we're having a little bit of trouble with trying to get because we know in every area we are it's great the numbers we've got but we could be reaching hundreds of lads in each of these areas and i think this is one of the stumbling uh, blocks for us because i think because we it's a it's a men's mental health group in the sense um 
people think, oh, I don't need that. I'm not going to go there and talk about all my darkest, deepest secrets and all that. And it, isn't, it couldn't be further from the truth. It's exactly like a lot of your listeners, they go down to the football and have a natter with their friends and they go home and they talk about absolutely everything. Um, yeah. And what we do, we just create that safe space where when something happens or you want to talk about something, you can. It's not a case of where someone turns up for the first time and then we're like, hello, I'm Scott. Why are you here? And what's your problems? <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's very relaxing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of banter and there's a lot of, it's a, lot of a friendly uh, chat. Um, we just we just create that safe environment to um, talk if people want to. Yeah, I mean it's with grown ups, it's hard. I mean, I've, I've got a little of you probably saw her interrupting me just before we started, but um, they can walk into a place and go, "That's my friend." It's like, well, how long have you known her? Five minutes. Um, but as, as adults, you can't just go right. I'm going to talk to this person because that's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a kind of little thing that there's a group that people are going, actually, do you know what? Yeah, come and have a little chat. Um, moan about your other mates. My mum used to be part of something years and years ago. Um, and they, they it, it was a bunch of little old ladies sitting around together and they called it Bitch and Stitch. And it was literally <laughs> just sitting around doing their knittings, moaning or talking. And, and yeah, I was yeah. like, so I kind of feel the same vibe. It's like, this is actually quite a good idea. Um, mm. But specifically, obviously, you're in Suffolk. So yeah. what's that got to do with us? But there is a Sutton group, isn't there, that actually starts from Gander Green Lane? Yeah, yeah, we've actually got two in the borough of Sutton. Um, oh. we've, got, um, we've got one that starts in Bedderton Park in Wallington, um, mm -hmm. and that's on Tuesdays at 6.30, meeting outside St Mary's Church. And then obviously the one that's obviously right on your doorstep is the actual with the, the Sutton walk itself, starting outside and ending outside the football club on Thursdays at mm -hmm. 7 o'clock. Um, and it's it's been growing and growing each week, and they've got a real solid little group there now. So it's really good to see each week um, how big it's grown. Yeah, I do remember again seeing their photos, and it's like one, two, two people, and then I think last yeah. week was nine or ten. I think I counted in the, yeah, in the yeah, photo. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, which is great. So how how kind of long do the walks last, and how far yeah, do they around. go? around um, we sort of have on average it's sort of around three miles um mm -hmm. so it's enough for you to feel like you've done a little bit of exercise without actually realizing it if that makes sense yeah by the time you finished it you might have spoke to two or three people and then you realize you've done it and you feel like oh, i feel really good about myself i do a little bit of exercise but i've also might have unburdened myself of troubles of work that day or the, maybe something going on at home or whatever it may be or even if you're just there for a friendly chat and lending your ears for somebody else um so obviously that's what we want to do we want to try and make sure people are coming down even when they're in a good space because mm -hmm. they're still helping each other and supporting each other so so i always say to new lads that you don't need to be in a bad place to come come here even when you're in a good place because when something does happen you've got that safety net straight away if and when you need it rather than slipping into that dark place and then end up spending god knows how long just sort of withdrawing from everybody yeah, no, I mean, definitely it's um, the, the old the old saying, a problem um, shared is a problem halved. And yeah. it's because, like me, I know, and I know I'm doing it, so it's a bit silly. But when you have a little problem and you churn it and churn it and churn it and churn it, it's a big problem. But as soon as you say it to someone, you're like, hang on a minute, yeah. I've just found my solution. I don't even need you to talk. I know exactly what yeah. I need to do. Um, exactly, yeah. So is it something people will have to give the heads up that they're coming or...? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens is, is obviously you can dip in and dip out as much as you want, but all we ask is you just say if you're coming down or not, because we don't want it to be a case of where um, we leave dead on seven o'clock because everyone that's saying they're going to be is there, and all of a sudden I get a phone call or the walk leader does, oh, where's where's everyone? No one's here, because especially for people that's taking that first jump into it, yeah. If we just go in there, just sitting there, then straight away I'm not doing that again. Yeah. So it's really important that if anyone is coming down. Just um, hit me up on any of the social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or the website. It's got all my contact details on it. Just say you come in and um, I'll let the walk leader know so they know you're coming along. Um, Excellent. Other than that, there's no equipment. Yeah, wicked. So um, just give a little shout out for your social medias. What is it again? Is it at? Um... It's, uh, it's at the Proper Blokes Club. So if you just type That's it into that. Google, you'll get all of, our, um, all of our names and stuff like that. And we've got um, our website, which is theproperblokesclub.co.uk. Um, and it's got all of our links to socials and a way of contacting me on there and my number and stuff like that. So we've sort of covered all bases to, 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 to get us to contact us. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much and long may it continue. Um, really appreciate I, it. Thank you. I, I, I do look out for it. I do, I do kind of retweet it um, whenever I, I see it. Um, I think I probably yeah. have to add all my notifications so I can make sure I do it each time. Yeah. But yeah, it's really good. I, I sort of recognise one or two faces coming back um, a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, definitely, again. mate. So if you ever want to pop down yourself, mate, you're more than welcome. Yeah, may well do. I'm into my running at the moment. I don't know why. Weird midlife crisis, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but thank you very much, Scott. Lovely to speak to you. Cheers. No thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate, and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know, and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com, and there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow, and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Joining us now live is Grace, who is an Oxford supporter. Oxford United. Hello, everybody. Hello. Grace has been listening very, very patiently. Um, But is going to be talking to us um, about the game on Tuesday. Grace may disappear because we do know that Tuesday's game is the Pizza Cup. And we do know... (laughs) that Mike loves the pizza cup, and here it comes, everyone. Master, D4 damager, power to the people's back once again for the pizza cup. Master, D4 damager, the ill behavior's back once again for the pizza cup. Master, D4 you, you really shouldn't find your own jokes funny. Mike, just... Mike, Mike. <laughs> I, I have a theory. This is why the guys lost at Leighton Orient. Because they're like, fuck that, we're not, we're not listening to that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of this competition. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, it's a good good night out. I don't see it. <laughs>
I'm, I'm so sorry, Grace. I didn't tell you this was ridiculous, did I? I was like, it's very serious. <laughs> very serious, indeed. Um, hello, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, I do have another one, sorry. Um, so I always ask my guests a little question of um, just a little bit about themselves and why they support yeah. um, their team. And essentially, it's who are you? You do stop. like your um, music need, intros, don't you? I need to stop. It's 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 a disease. I swear to God. <laughs> so yes, who who are you? Um, why? How come you support um, Oxford United? And just tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I was born in Surrey, so down in the south. But my mum is originally from Oxford, so she brought us all, all of us, including my dad and my brother and sister, up as Oxford fans. Um, so I supported them all my twenty-seven years. Um, and we'd come up occasionally so her parents were up here so we'd come up and watch the big games and some other games um, growing up and when we were in the non-league playing against Aldershot we'd go down to Aldershot and things like that. Um, I'm the Her Game 2 ambassador for the club as well so I work on sexism and dealing with all that and working with the women's team and the men's team on that. I'm also on the supporters panel with my mum so I do with all sorts of issues that fans have on the sort of um, match day we don't do anything with the first team but it's more of issues of like the toilets aren't working you know the lights aren't working all these sorts of issues that you don't realize are issues until you're on the support of panel um, and yeah I had two dogs who are adorable and I just yeah just love Oxford it's always been in me I've never supported another team um, and they've just been the club that we've been brought up to support Excellent. You, you, you mentioned that all the things that um, people don't know is Claire's our supporters liaison officer, so she knows uh, all about these, these moans and groans and everything. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, We've only um, been set up since October, so we haven't even gone a whole season yet, um, right. and it's already brought up issues. And but we're getting there we're slowly. There's only six of us now, so we're we're getting there. We're getting through things yeah. and doing right. things. So yeah. It must, and Claire, you get, it must get this as well, it must have a complete strange insight of what people want from their, their football because I go along to watch my football and I watch it and I moan or I praise and then I go home. And I'm, that's it. But... it definitely, you, give, you get a different um, kind of outlook on things um, because you, you see what other people think are important on those days and, and what they're looking for. Like, yeah, there's the little things like, oh, the toilets don't work and, and they are little things, but they're actually big things. Um, and then you're looking to see how you can kind of entertain people in a different way. Um, so it is, yeah, it's, it's an interesting insight to things behind the scene. Yeah. She makes out she's all nice, but there's this block of concrete that I stand on. <laughs> and other people have been gentle about the fact it's going to be redeveloped. And Claire's just gone, yeah, they're knocking it down, Mike. You're not going to be able to stand there anymore. Just just get on with it. Just grow it's, up. It's called <laughs> tough love, Mike. Tough love. <laughs> just grow up. It's like having a plaster on and she's just going to rip it off. <laughs> Got to be to the point sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I, I did say we're not going to, um, you're, you're a whole person, we're not going to just focus on the her game too, but I've done lots of it on the show. But it must be very different to um, Arabas Sarah. She's got, she knows lots of the core fans um, because we're, we're a small little non-league club. 
um, but we've got lots of new ones, but it must be quite sort of difficult. A, a bigger club must have different problems to the problems that we have with a smaller club, is it? Is it... Um, not really. I think all sort of clubs have the same sort of core issues. We're very lucky that, thankfully, we don't have a lot of issues. There are things, I did an event, our first event a couple of weeks ago, and we did have things said online um, that we found. And so we have that, but thankfully, we don't have as many issues as some other clubs were quite you know um we're quite a family sort of club there's a lot of kids that go to our games so we're we've always had sort of a core family value in our club and I think that really helps that there aren't loads of issues but there are still underlying things and also our head medic is a woman as well and I think that really um sort of shows how much the club are behind women and our women's team do really well as well. So I think that really helps. So we have, we do have issues, but not as many as some other clubs, if that makes sense, even though we're a sort of a, a bigger team in league mm-hmm. one, um, we are thankfully so far, we are quite sort of okay on that sort of sense. Cool. Cause it's the, Again, it's the people like myself and Paul who I'm not putting words into Paul's mouth. This is me. Plod through life. And I've said this to you loads of times. Clear, plod through life going, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And then suddenly someone goes, look at that. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. I don't like that. <laughs> How long has that been happening? Um, they're the, we're the kind of people that, you, that need to be reached for this because we don't, it's not for any nasty reasons. We just don't notice these things because we're stuck in our Yeah, and I think on the panel world. as well, that helps. Like you don't notice the smaller things like, you know going to games for however many years I went on and off I wouldn't notice certain things but now I'm on the panel and on her game too I'm like oh yeah I've noticed that more now or I I notice the players more with the kids now because I'm looking out for that because they're so good with the kids I'm, I see that more often now or I you know there's issues that people know now to come to me if they've got issues where I sit because they know I'm on the panel or on the her game too so they know now where to go but as you said you do you sort of have blinkers on for so long and then suddenly somebody's like you're on a panel and you're like oh wait yes I can see that now before or you know issues that are little but to somebody is a big thing you know yeah yeah I mean we we joke around about my my spot we're not joking at all it's serious um but for some people, it's very, very serious. Just something yeah. as simple as that of, well, you can't stand in that area anymore. It's like, I've stood here for so long. Like, we have behind the goals. You can't have everyone standing behind the goals, whereas we're all used to being able to swap ends at half-time and stand, the, stand wherever we like. So all these little changes, they do mean a lot to, to yeah, some Yeah, and people. it might just be they, something really run. random to you that's an issue, but to somebody, it's make or break if they can go to mm-hmm. a game. You know, for a wheelchair user, exactly. they need the platform yeah. lowered, at the at like getting drinks. But you don't think about that if you're not in a wheelchair. But for a wheelchair user, that is a make or break. Or if they can't bring a, a plus mm-hmm. one to sit, because we have issues sometimes that they don't have proper chairs where they sit. So um, they have sort of issues that could make or break a wheelchair user going to a game if they can't take their plus one to help them. Yeah. But for somebody like me, that doesn't interfere with my game but for them that is whether they can go or not go so it is that sort of the blinkers where you really need to be like oh wait look at it from everybody's view before Mm -hmm. you sort of 
say, wait, that's not an issue because for somebody that is a real issue. Yeah, excellent. So um, brilliant being on all the panels because honestly, I, I struggle just to go and come back and do this. And um, so all, everyone, um, Claire does it as well. And um, Sarah, our place has six or seven jobs. I have no idea how many jobs Sarah does. That has. She does um, a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just amazed at the time because she's got um, kids as well that the, the school my then goes to. So I'm like, okay. Um, but let's, let's talk about um, the match and your season so far. Um, how has it gone compared to <laughs> expectations? Um, um, so just to give you a background, we're we've the last couple of seasons we have made playoffs um in the sort of the we lost the semis to Blackpool a couple of years ago but we um went to this the final against Wickham a couple of seasons ago and we've been sort of near the playoffs um for the last couple of seasons so that's sort of overall how we are but um this season sadly we've had a lot of injuries um we've had I think about seven or eight at the same time um of our main team um, so we are plodding along. We finally won yesterday 4-2 against Exeter. So that was a good a good win. But we haven't started how we wanted to. But the last couple of... We never started great. We've always sort of started near the bottom. And then by Christmas, something happens and we're suddenly going for it. So I think hopefully after yesterday, we will start this will be our start because we haven't we haven't kept a clean sheet we haven't started the way that we should really start with the team that we have and the players that we've kept and the people that we brought in but hopefully after yesterday they looked like they had a bit more of a fire in their belly yesterday so hopefully that will kick start our, our sort of our season only that we're only two months in so I don't think it's a big issue but for some people it is but yeah. for me I think you've still got oh. till April May now I don't you know we're not in the relegation zone at the moment I don't believe so you know we're getting there but football is football you can't always have a dream start can you oh dear you need to come on our forum a little bit um, <laughs> so what I don't like hearing about that is you hoping your season started on Saturday I'd rather it start Wednesday <laughs> that would be much better and um, how seriously are you guys taking the, the, the this little old silly pizza cup? Because um, I, I know you, you demolished Leighton Orient and then you lost to the Chelsea under-21s. Yeah, we won 5-0 against Leighton Orient and then we lost 2-1 to Chelsea under-21s. Um, our board and owners are taking it pretty seriously because we have done well in this trophy before. Um, we've got to the final and the semis before, so... I know it's just a sort of a pizza baby cup, but I think they are deep down taking it quite seriously because I think they'll put a half sort of first team out on Tuesday, half our youngsters. So we're taking it seriously enough that we want to get out of the cup, out of this group. Um, so I think we're getting there. We're sort of taking it pretty seriously. So good luck. <laughs> uh, Paul, how... how... How seriously do you think we're going to be taking it or how many bodies do you think we're going to have available to us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard it called a, a forced rotation. I think it's probably an accurate description, isn't it? That we've, We have always put some fringe players in or or squad players into it, haven't we? But, I mean, it's whoever's fit. And, uh, but, and I know it's been kind to us, the cup. We had our trip out, didn't we? And it, we earned a few quid. 
But if there was any a time where we just wanted to ditch this, then I think this is it, to be honest. But, um, it's, um, I mean, I know, you know, again, you know, you don't, you don't want to throw it away. But um, yeah, I get a sense that we've got, we really do have bigger fish, fish to fry here. Um, but we'll, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can't. We, we are limited with the amount of players we got uh, fit, haven't we? Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, Claire. I mean, um, Paul's absolutely right, and uh, yeah, we do have bigger fish to fry. But I feel incredibly spoilt by last season's first <laughs> entry out in the Pizza Cup and a lovely day out at Wembley. So I'd be lying if there isn't a little bit of me, or in fact, a very big part of me, that wants to do that all over again. But um, I think we have to uh, accept our limitations at the moment in that we have got, yeah, we had, what, did I say nine people out yesterday, like injured? Mm. That's a lot. Um, That's not going to significantly change by uh, Tuesday. And, um, yeah, I think we just have to be realistic and see what what happens. Um, If you've you've just turned a corner, Grace, you've basically just uh, (laughs) really put a dampener on things. But I guess we'll see what happens. Um, Yeah. it's a funny old game, isn't it? She yeah. says, "Faxing on oh, that uh, yeah. classic." I oh, sorry, I couldn't yeah. help myself. Um, <laughs> could not help myself. I guess there's, um, the, there's the FA Cup uh, draw on Monday as well, isn't there? Which actually yeah. might, have, might have some bearing on them. Uh, yeah, true. Teams you pick and what you don't pick and things. That's yeah. Right. That's in three weeks, isn't it? It starts, so yeah. it might. Yeah, we'll see. Football's not, a funny old game. You never know what can happen. Stop it, both of you. Just behave. <laughs> I can you know, cut you, you know both what? off. Football I can literally just cut off. you both off. Look. Paul's <laughs> on it now as well, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Same. Terrible people. Anyway, um, I, I don't know. I, I love it. Um, partly because so many people hate it and then you see their agony and torment as we get through to the final and they've been boycotting it all season <laughs> and then suddenly they're like... I got my ticket. It's like, ooh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is it... No, I'm not going to do it. Um, it's it's going to be an odd one because um, it's any team that gets a positive result in our group is through. And that positive result can be a nil nil draw and scrape through on penalties. So um, I'm not putting the mockers on it. I hope it's a warm night on Tuesday because um, I have a horrible feeling it's going to go all the way to penalties and everyone's going to be freezing cold. Um, who is, I know it's not everyone's favourite and I'm not judging anyone. Who is going? I'll be there. I, I'm on the fence. I, I, might watch, I might watch it on telly. I'm not, I, I, my old man chest might make me side. I'm going to skip this one, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but that's really it, guys. Um, thank you all so much for your time. Um, don't forget, if you're listening live, um, you can still listen back to the other bit, which is going to be chucked in later on. Um, any comments, give us a shout out at Sutton Podcasts. Um, thanks for listening, and we will see you all soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.